Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the morning show. Good morning, Andy. Good morning. A beautiful day in store for all of us. Not as bad as yesterday in terms of heat. We got up to yesterday, 94. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Longest day of the year. I could only last nine holes of golf. It was so hot outside, but uh, it was nice. How did you spend the uh, warm day? Um, Inside? Various ways. Various ways. Various, <laughs> various ways. ways. Uh-huh. Uh, today, it uh, could get to 88. A uh, far cry from our record high of 98. Now, um, normal high this time of year is 81, so it's going to be close, close to normal. It's nice. Yes, the first full day of summer, and we've got some summery things to do today. Surf's Up is the show at Cascades. It's a band. They uh, play um, instrumentals from the 60s. Really? Surf, surf kind of music, like Wipeout. Um, they, they have like vintage the Beach guitars. Boys? No words. Vintage wow. guitars, amps, and playing styles, just like it was 1963. Instrumental rock band. So it should be fun. That should be cool. And that yeah. is a family night at the Cascades. So, and the splash pad, I'm sure, will be very busy mm -hmm. again. It's been busy every day yep. with that heat, of course. It's going to be a little warm for the runners at the Concord Classic, 31st annual Concord Classic tonight, starting at Concord High School. And this event attracts elite runners. So it's uh, fast and flat, and you can still get in on that. So. Visit our uh, website, jtv.tv, for a link to uh, sign up or go to runsignup.com or orsmi.com. And we'll see you there tonight, part of the ORS running series. Have you been to any of the runs this year? I have been to one of them, yeah. They're, they're just great. I mean, yeah. it's the best way to start a weekend, I think, or, a, or tonight. I mean, most of them are on Saturday mornings, but there's nothing, uh, there's nothing better than seeing a bunch of members of the community get together, support a uh, great event, and uh, have a great day. So It's kickoff to the Concord Classic weekend, which starts Friday afternoon. Yeah, and then uh, the week of July 4th, there's two races, so if uh, you aren't traveling, uh, plenty of opportunity to, uh, to get some runs in. In Canto, in Canto, on Canto. In Canto. On Canto is the movie at the Michigan Theater today, 11 a.m., and 2 p.m. The president yesterday said that he is um, likely going to uh, pause the federal gas tax for three months. So we would save 18 and a half cents a gallon. Okay. I've done math, as you know. I'm very good at math. Right? What was the, do you remember the last math I passed? No. Geometry. <laughs> It was geometry. All right, so I did this in my own family. So um, this is why we shouldn't even talk about the gas tax. If uh, my family, if we fill up both cars in one week, we'll save $6.82. If we fill, if we do that for 12 weeks, over the course of 12 weeks, we'd save $82.08. Should we maybe not talk about it as much? Hmm. Maybe not. Maybe the governor. Not. Uh, the governor. We're talking a, about. We're talking about pennies now. Well, you know what, people are. Uh, two things I did yesterday to cool off. I went to McDonald's. Uh, they were giving Sprite away. Serious? Yes. Um, but I got a Diet Coke, and uh, I said I'll have. Uh, I went in because I like to see uh, what's happening, <laughs> and 
uh, the person waiting on me, she said, now the price went up to $1.37. And I said, is that for large? Or? Said, no, it's one size, it's one size. And she said, it's $1.37. I said, that sounds like a great deal. And she said, people have been yelling at me. Well, that's because it was a dollar forever. So they're yelling at the poor person waiting on them for a dollar thirty. Dollar thirty-seven. I know you're still getting your value a dollar thirty-seven instead of a dollar six. But uh, yeah, again with the gas tax, it's uh, it'd be a, it'd be a tank it'd be a tank of gas if you drive the sedan. It'd be a half tank if you drive an SUV. Um, but we're gonna have to pay for that later. So I just to me it's just meh. It's been, uh, it's controversial. Some economists say it's not going to help, but, and the governor yesterday wrote to President Biden and said, hey, uh, cut the gas tax. And meanwhile, the governor has already vetoed twice an attempt to cut the Michigan Yeah, state I want gas. our gas tax cut. She won't That's cut it. higher math than, she the, won't cut than it. the 18. It's higher. It's, wor it's, it's more. 27 cents. she's asking the president. She, so. uh, but and, again, and, we're talking about we're talking about a small amount of money when the uh, American people are uh, really struggling with uh, inflation and uh, gas prices. So for the amount of time we talk about that, it's just so little of a measure. And again, it's uh, taxpayer dollars that we'll have to come back and uh, pay. Um, so we'll see what happens. I, I think it's likely to not happen, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. see. It's, 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 what can you do about it? The, uh, the president's gonna meet with uh, the uh, oil industry executives on Friday and uh, ask them to uh, cut their profits. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Hey, so um, you've got a flight coming up. I do. Are yes. you nervous? That I'm always nervous. You are always nervous. Yeah. So there's been a lot of cancellations, right? So there have been, so flight supplies are down 15 to 20% since pre-pandemic. Mm -hmm. So that's part of the problem. There's not as many flights to choose from. Um, so over the weekend, 6,300 flights uh, were delayed within or heading to the U.S., oh uh, about 900 canceled. And then on Sunday and Monday, 1,200 more U.S. flights were, were canceled. And the problem really is staffing, but the number one problem is pilots. This was not canceled. This happened last night. A Red Air, ever hear of that airline? Uh, from Santa Domingo uh, landed without... <sighs> Uh, landing gear at Miami International Airport last night. Everyone's okay. Two people uh, hospitalized for slight injuries, but the plane caught on fire when it landed. That's what I worry about. Oh, okay. But red air, red ground. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very uh, interesting. So there, you know, there are ways to uh, save a little bit of money. Have you ever heard of skip lagging? Skip lagging? Skip lagging. So how that would work is no. if, say, uh, Brandon had a, uh, needed to go to Colorado, wanted to go to Colorado. Flights to Colorado nonstop from Detroit, oh my gosh, they're so expensive. So you find a uh, flight to Vegas with a stop in Denver, Colorado, mm -hmm. and you just don't get back on that next flight. It's a cheaper flight. Now, there are drawbacks to that. You can't check a bag. No, and the airlines, they're, they're wise to it. Oh, I don't think so, sir. <laughs> I don't think middle management uh, is paying attention to that. But you never know. Just trying to help people out saving a couple dollars. Another way you can save in, uh, on travel, Uber has announced they're bringing back the, uh, the group uh, ride sharing. So if you've ever uh, wanted to ride around a strange city with a stranger next to you in the back seat of a strange car, 
Uber's for you. I do want to do that. And Uber is um, bringing back a, or I don't know if they had this before, but it'll be a reserve program. So if you are uh, flying into a major city, you can reserve the Uber uh, ahead of time. And there's, I think there's like a two hour window. So you won't be, you know, it's not like you have to signal down a, a mm. car or order an Uber once you land. So I think uh, the reserve order Uber is going to be very, very popular. A couple other uh, transportation notes. Uh, last night in Detroit, a woman was run over by a uh, pedal bar, a pedal bike, pedal bar. We just bar. saw one of those the other day. Yeah, so she's okay. She was, uh, she's in her mid-20s, got run over by the Michigan peddler outside Comerica Park. Jeez. Um, she was actually a rider on the pedal car and fell off. This was Couple last night? Last night. Your drinks, your drinks are safe while riding, you're not. You know what's interesting is the Tigers were on the road in Boston last night, so mm. poor planning on that uh, bachelor, <laughs> bachelorette party. Uh, but okay. Yeah, we saw one of those in Ann Arbor. Yeah, right? they're, they're everywhere. They're, yeah, Sunday. Yeah. I don't think we have one in Jackson. We don't. We have had, I think one came to Jackson for an event once. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and in uh, Connecticut, uh, a driver was taking a busload of people to the casino and on the way home uh, the bus driver he blacked out on the highway it turns out he was snacking on gummies oh god that he didn't know were uh, marijuana gummies uh, the police uh, why is it always someone who shouldn't be driving it's like you know first it was a mom and the kid took the gummies out of the cup holder and now a bus driver he didn't know they were THC infused the police say they found the driver slumped unconscious in the driver's seat next to a big open package of Smokies, edibles, cannabis-infused fruit juice. And he wasn't sure. He wasn't Read no sure. clue. Thought they were Skittles <laughs> or something like that. Not sure. Did not sure. Did it say how much he ingested? Well, sounds like the eighth all bag. <laughs> Ooh, wow. Probably, uh, probably slept good and probably no longer uh, employed by that bus company, although if it was an accident. Well, it was a part of the problem is uh, the gentleman, he had to have an interpreter say for him, I didn't know it was marijuana. He didn't speak English, so he might not have been able to read the bag. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. Hey, uh, we're trying to help our friends out uh, at the Exchange Club, and they have a golf scramble for youth. And uh, it's not till Friday, September 23rd, but get that on the calendar now. Uh, great event benefiting youth in our area. And yeah. if you want to golf in that, just call Pat O'Dowd. There's other ways. You can call Connie Wortman at Willis and Jurisec, but uh, just call Pat O'Dowd and he'll get you a team. And uh, so many scrambles, it's nice to get it on the calendar. Yeah. Uh, we do have some good news. Yesterday, the state of Michigan reported COVID cases have declined for the fifth straight week in the state nice. of Michigan. Yes. Uh, state public health officials saying on Tuesday they changed their reporting day to Tuesdays yesterday. They also reported that deaths and hospitalizations are down statewide, and the CDC has reduced uh, the state of Michigan's risk level. Uh, but uh, more than 9,000 cases last week, and you know, it's amazing. Um, an average of 10 people a day in the state of Michigan die from COVID. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's amazing. Amazing. Uh, 
how long we've been dealing with this. Today's show is brought to you by The Jewelry Shop and they carry a wide selection of bridal sets and fine jewelry, colored gemstone rings, earrings and pendants, solitaire engagement rings, diamond anniversary rings, wedding bands, and more. They do all jewelry repairs on site at their location. They are open 10 to 5.30 and located at 7.65, the corner of West Ave. And Franklin, thanks to The Jewelry Shop for helping us bring you today's show. Got some food news. Yesterday we reported uh, about Kellogg's breaking up with their intent to move their big corporate headquarters to Chicago. And it turns out the CEO of Kellogg's has bought a mansion in Lincoln Park along with several other Kellogg executives. So to me it sounds like they just want to live in Chicago. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I don't Let's think see. so. Battle Creek. I wonder if they bought before the interest rate hike. This actually, this guy bought it um, three years ago. Oh, well, yeah. Good. So he's plotting this for for uh, years. It's, you yeah. know, it is fairly common for CEOs of uh, publicly traded companies to have second homes. Uh, it sounds like a main home. You know, I wouldn't want to live in Chicago. I still, I just, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to live either. in Chicago. And uh, KFC has a new product out, and I was going to save this for Real or Not, but I'm afraid it's going to sell out before um, we get to Real or Not. It's a finger spork. So uh, to help people who are so lazy to uh, bother picking up a fork, just put it on your fingers and eat your food with your fingers. You know who needs us? Who? You know the, everyone's got a friend that, you know, they take a, nacho dip or something oh, yeah. and then all of a sudden they've got it's cheese on, on their knuckles yeah that's who needs this i don't want to name any names um but that's uh, that is real it's real <laughs> starting today uh you can get two of these they're limiting them i'm sure there's going to be we a need run to, on them. we you need to go buy, over there and see you, if we can get a couple of these <laughs> they're finger puppets you hey. gotta buy a family meal deal okay and while you're there get me the corn I think they're going to get sounds, lost. Sounds great. Lost in the dishwasher. And one of your favorite foods, Kraft Macaroni and Cheese. They're changing the name. It's no longer Macaroni and Cheese. It is now Mac and Cheese. Oh, that's fine. I don't think kids even know that the, that the word Macaroni exists. Is there really any cheese in it? I think if you ask most kids, you know, what is Mac, Mac short for, they wouldn't know. No. Macaroni and cheese. Oh, good. I'm glad we've mm. solved all that, all that today. Mm. So how did you um, stay cool since you golfed yesterday? I golfed, went home, took a cold shower, and uh, then uh, cleaned the house. So, nice. yeah, it was great. Uh, yesterday somebody asked me, uh, what is going to um, happen to that old uh, Lone Star Steakhouse that's there on O'Neill Drive uh, next to uh, Olive Garden? And I asked Blackman Township Supervisor Pete Jancic, and he said uh, he believes it's going to be a fireworks store. Yeah, that's that fine. It's, per, it's been bought by somebody, and the people are being elusive as to what they're going to do with it. And he's been on the phone with them all the time to get over there and clean up the graffiti. They've painted, people have painted graffiti facing I-94, mm. and it's bad impression of Blackman Township. And he's furious, and he keeps telling them to cover up that graffiti. Huh. And he's... You know what? If I know Pete, he won't give them their fireworks license because of their uncooperative nature. Well, I hope they uh, clean that up. I mean, that's a mm -hmm. uh, very visible building uh, on the yes. 94 corridor. 
That Sold. is uh, when that restaurant came to town. Oh boy, wasn't that something? You throw could, the throw, you your could throw the peanuts on the floor. You thought you were committing a crime and getting away with it. It was uh, it was wonderful. And then I think people slipped on the peanuts, fell, and the company went out of business. So <laughs> that's possible. So that's that. Uh, another you saw, you saw another business for sale? Yeah, I did. The uh, Suburban Lanes no. out on Ann Arbor Road really? is for sale, Brandon. I know you've always wanted, listen, I know you've always wanted to uh, have a uh, bowling house and fun center. Yeah. 750000 I believe, is the price on that, which is actually not that bad for uh, that property. Well, hopefully so. they keep it a bowling alley. I hope so. Whoever buys it. Because, you so know, too. Jackson used to be a bowling mecca. We had uh, airport lanes, suburban lanes. We had um, Summit. But Summit look what Jack lanes. 60 did, right? So Jack 60, they kind of put their put the gas pedal down, you know, while other people were kind of mm -hmm. um, maybe falling by the wayside of hair. And they've really invested into their place, and uh, people people really like it. So, but um, to your point, there were five or six bowling alleys. Bolarama, bowling one. house, they're called. Mel Wolf taught me that back in the day. Yeah, they don't like the term bowling alley. Yeah, bowling ho or house. Yeah. And um, I'll never forget Mel uh, teaching me that. But yeah, so we could probably have more. My point bowling is centers. bowling house. Bowling house. 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 It's a house. Yeah, it it's is referred a house. to as a house. Yeah, and Mel Wolf knows. All right, we've got a pack show. Today. Pack show. Yeah, we're going to get things started. We have Cindy Harrison and Teshna Thomas from Henry Ford Health, and we'll meet them right after this break. Thank you for listening to this JTV podcast. If your company or organization would like to advertise on a future podcast episode, please contact Molly McClure at viewermail at jtv.tv. JTV, news that brings Jackson together. Welcome back to the morning show on JTV. Swinging at the Shell is a free concert series in Albion. And on July 3rd, the Air Force Band of the Midwest will be there. The uh, date and time again is July 3rd, 6 p.m. The concert series is free and open to the public thanks to Caster Concepts, Parks Drugstore, Team One Plastics, and the Albion Community Foundation. Joining us now on the morning show from Henry Ford Health, the Vice President Human Resources for Henry Ford Health Central Market, Cindy Harrison, and Director of Community Engagement and the Chair of Diversity and Inclusion Committee, Tashna Thomas. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having us. Yeah, welcome to our show. Nice to, nice to have you here. The health system has uh, won awards and has been recognized for uh, its efforts in diversity, uh, inclusion, uh, justice, equality, and it's something that obviously with people that actually have this as part of their job, it's a pretty important thing for the health system. Why? There are a number of reasons it's important to the health system, um, and some of those are, you know, we really want to um, serve this community in a way that includes everyone. Uh, so what that means is that our, we want our, our team members to be a diverse group of people and it's important that we're paying attention to the needs of our diverse communities. When people feel valued and respected and included and belong, um, they're going to come to us for their care. 
And uh, if they don't feel like they are cared for when they come to our organization, they're probably not going to get the care that they need. So we want to do everything that we can to make certain they know we want them uh, to come to us. We're here to care for our community. Uh, and we want our workforce to feel like they belong with our organization. That means everybody. And I know, um, you know the, the, the expectations uh, of, a, of a patient sometimes are uh, unrealistic. And I know you've experienced this. We've, we've, I've seen it. Some, a patient will say, well, I, I want an American to, to treat me. Mm -hmm. And that has been something that's been pervasive in, in healthcare for a long time. And you've seen it. Yeah, we have seen that. And, and another reason why we're working so hard to educate ourselves and educate other people um, that, you know, the people that we hire are really quality people that are well-trained. Um, and you're going to get the same great care from anyone who cares for you or we wouldn't have them working for us. Absolutely. You know? And I think your attitude has been, okay, well, we don't uh, allow that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you yep. can't yeah. say that. Sorry. Right. Go somewhere else. Right. Yeah. Tasha, we uh, we celebrated Juneteenth uh, downtown over the weekend. How did uh, Henry Ford help support that two-day event here? It was awesome. We were so excited to be a part of it. We had several departments um, that showed up and volunteered, uh, which was awesome. We did over 50 blood pressures, oh, wow. blood pressure checks, which was awesome. Uh, they we asked had me three times if I wanted my blood pressure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was advocating for people, hey, get your blood pressure checked, because a lot of people didn't know, you know, they don't go regularly um, to have it checked. So that was fun. And then we participated in the um, job fairs. So we had over 12 people interested. And, Very cool. Um, so that was a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Yeah, you had actually um, great. Uh, uh, representation at the event, but you're also one of the major sponsors of yeah. the event again this year. So thanks for uh, being part of that. A little windy that day. Yeah, <laughs> but it was beautiful. It was, nice. it was perfect, perfect weather. Uh, June is uh, Pride Month. Oh, and yesterday the uh, Michigan House uh, passed a resolution for Pride Week. They couldn't go the full month, but it's a step. <laughs> yeah. So how is uh, Henry Ford Health uh, celebrating Pride Month? We have a number of initiatives. We're, we actually, uh, a week ago, joined with the rest of our hospitals in celebrating uh, Pride Month in the Motor City Pride Parade. And several of our team members were there marching to support our LGBTQ plus uh, colleagues and patients. Um, we have a lot of educational work going on right now to help all of our team members better understand that population so we can care for them better. Uh, we have training that's called Safe Zone Training uh, that teaches a number of uh, things about the LGBTQ community. Um, we also will be participating, actually Jackson is uh, celebrating Pride Month in August. So actually August 20th, uh, there will be an event, an all-day event, and there will be not a, a parade, but um, people who are participating will, will walk from consumers to downtown to the town square, and there will be booths and uh, several activities that day. You'll see us uh, the, on our campus, we have flags, Pride flags out. Um, so uh, we're really just trying to invite the whole community in. Tashna, on uh, Tuesdays in downtown we have food trucks. Yes. I hear you're going to have food trucks on Wednesdays. Yeah. What's going on with that? So one of the initiatives of our committee is to diversify our vendors. 
but then also to increase cultural awareness. And so what we've done is we reached out to local food truck vendors, and so we're calling them Food Truck Wednesdays. And so actually today we'll have two food trucks um, that offer you know, different types of food um, for our staff to come out and purchase purchase food so cool. we have diverse vendors from whether they're veterans you know black owned whatever so um, that's one of the things that we're doing and the staff are very excited about it and it was very successful last week so uh, can I go though you sure okay. can come on over <laughs> always welcome yeah always <laughs> yeah we we'll, we'll, we'll might see some patients wheel their IV I would just for the employees but you know <laughs> uh, I think Jackson we have somewhere between 25 and 30 food trucks that are either in, in Jackson County or close enough that, uh, and when you think about, uh, you know, five, six years ago, we had one or two. It's yeah. exploded. Yeah. What ones, what, do you remember what trucks you had last, last week? We had uh, Cravables, I believe it was Cravables and um, Oh, what was it? Baxter's Dogs. Oh, nice. So Cravables was really good. They had all vegan food. Mm-hmm. And our cool. staff was really excited about that. Yeah, those um, obviously healthy options, too, mm-hmm. adding to your mission of, mm-hmm. you know, keeping people healthy even while they're yeah. in the hospital. We've, yeah. uh, we've talked about DEI work and uh, throughout you know, your organizations. A lot of companies, it's really kind of, it's become a, a, a full effort uh, for certain businesses. Talk about some of the maybe uncomfortable conversations that we're having now that's gonna lead maybe to less uncomfortable conversations and, and more diverse business in years to come. Yeah, uh, one of the things that we're doing right now, I think around this work is that we really need to listen to the people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, I've created an advisory council um, called Voice of the Community. And so what we're doing is, is focusing on those, you know, looking at policies and processes and things and hearing directly from the community mm-hmm. to provide guidance on what we need to do. And so I think that is going to help us tremendously be um, successful because we can think of things that, mm-hmm. you know, hey, we think that this might work, but in reality, we need to hear what the barriers are, sure. you know, from our um, community. And so that that's one of the things, actually I have a meeting tonight with our, um, council, so it's going to be really good, and I think it's going to move us in the right direction. Yeah, I think there's a lot of good work being done in our community that is really going to pay off in, in years to come. Mm-hmm. Everyone, uh, every employer is uh, having difficulty mm-hmm. uh, finding people. Yes. So, being specific, if you're trying to attract people of color or LGBTQ uh, employees, it's got to be a lot harder when mm-hmm. you have a narrower focus. So how do you do it? (laughs) We actually have a huge initiative right now that um, I started in the beginning of the year and I actually flipped one of my um, HR positions and created a workforce planning coordinator position. Uh, Sierra Sylvester is that person. And so we're working with the area schools, with the career center, um, our our CNO, CMO, and I met with uh, all the colleges in the area in January to talk about how we could partner. What I would like to do is create career pathways for the people in this community. And so we have Sierra embedded in the schools, working with the Career Center so that we can create pathways for our people in this community 
um, to, to learn about health careers. I think when kids think about healthcare, they think nurse doctor. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't understand there is a whole rainbow of, you know, positions and careers they can have in healthcare that aren't specifically clinical. So we're teaching them early on um, about health careers and then helping them get the classes they need to get the, the learning they need to get into other careers, like that RN, that re respiratory therapist, physical therapist, other things, um, if they're interested in doing that, and working with some of our area agencies to try and get some funds for scholarships um, and providing scholarships for people to go into health careers. So we're really excited about this. That's great. We're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back more after this quick break. Thank you for listening to this JTV podcast. If your company or organization would like to advertise on a future podcast episode, please contact Molly McClure at viewermail at jtv.tv. JTV, news that brings Jackson together. Welcome back to The Morning Show. Our show is brought to you by Vermeulen's Home Furnishings, now in their third generation of being family owned and operated. They pride themselves on offering high quality name brand furniture at affordable prices. Thanks to the Vermeulens for helping us bring you today's show. With us today from Henry Ford Health, Cindy Harrison and Teshna Thomas. Cindy is Vice President of Human Resources for Central Market. And Teshna is Director of Community Engagement and also the Chair of the Diversity and Inclusion Committee. And so there's not just diversity, inclusion, there's also equality and justice. So the initials of the uh, titles and the committees are getting longer and longer. And that's because <laughs> it, it's just, it's a growing and expanding field, mm -hmm. right? Well, there's so much to do. <laughs> we have so much to do. We really have a broad strategy for the entire Henry Ford Health System. Um, so we're one piece of that, but our our needs are unique in each market. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we're doing a lot of work here. We have a, um, a vendor fair, a diverse vendor fair coming up in the fall. We're really trying to use our local vendors and use some of those uh, smaller diverse vendors too. Um, so we really want to include everyone in that. So when you talk about equity, mm -hmm. you know, it's both in the care people receive, it's in how we work with people in this community and how we include people as our own team members. The hospital itself is so much more welcoming with that new entrance and it lobby. Yeah. It does. It, it nice. feels. It, it just feels different. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Now the um, number of jobs you mentioned is not just um, doctors and nurses, but for patients too in the community, people of color. They've um, been afraid of healthcare. Yes. Um, many don't have a primary physician. They use the ER. Uh, for their health, their health mm -hmm. care, there's been that it's it's a barrier mm -hmm. to to health care. Is that also hard to get knocked down when it comes to getting people to work at the hospital? I think right now um, that's what we're working on. It's mm -hmm. part of our strategic um, plan and our initiatives that we're working on right now. So really, here in when I mentioned about the voice of the community, what are those barriers? And then as a hospital, what can we do to help break down those mm -hmm. barriers so we can get them the care that they need? Yeah. What are some uh, maybe uh, general uh, barriers that you've heard from the community um, through your work with your committee? 
I think one of the biggest thing is fear, mm -hmm. um, trust. They don't trust us. Um, the other thing is, is that um, really wanting to see somebody that looks like them. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's a big thing. Um, education, um, just not knowing just the uh, things of the importance of screenings, you mm -hmm. know, like we did blood pressure checks at Juneteenth. And so, um, you know, those are, the, those are the main things. I think the trust is huge yeah. though. And I, I think really for preventative health until people get to a certain age, you kind of just don't think about it. Mm -hmm. no, ma no matter your, your skin color, it's <laughs> yeah. just, mm -hmm. but it, it is so important um, uh, for your long-term health to mm -hmm. take some of those steps early. And um, it's great seeing you all in the community. Um, engaging and getting getting folks used to seeing seeing mm -hmm. you all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. nice to see you guys at um, Juneteenth, but you've been really at, I think, everything. Yeah. And uh, actually, I think your sister's going to be performing with Airtight Friday night. Yes. <laughs> That's exciting. Her and my dad. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's one of uh, our area's great bands. They'll be at the cruise night on uh, cool. Friday night. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Are you just... Do you sing back up or anything? <laughs> you know, our family actually sings, and she wants us to sing a song with her. So I gotta. She's trying to get me and my other sisters to to help her out on on a particular song. So we may do that. <laughs> well, if that happens, you make sure to let us know. I definitely we'll will. Be there. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you could do that at the food truck Wednesday. Oh, oh that's oh, a great oh, idea. I like is. that. I'm gonna work on that. Yeah, <laughs> that would be great for for staff. Morale, a little entertainment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They love it. <laughs> yeah. I think we better swing by Food Truck Wednesday. We're going to. Well, thanks for, uh, for all you guys do in the community, mm -hmm. and, and thanks for taking time to be with us here today. Yeah, absolutely. Thank, Thank you, you for, for having, having us. us. Yeah. Cindy Harrison, Vice President, HR, Henry Ford Central Market, and Tashna Thomas, Director of Community Engagement and Chair of the Diversity and Inclusion Committee at Henry Ford Health and Henry Ford Jackson Hospital. More of the morning show. Stay tuned. Thank you for listening to this JTV podcast. If your company or organization would like to advertise on a future podcast episode, please contact Molly McClure at viewermail at jtv.tv. JTV, news that brings Jackson together. Welcome back to The Morning Show. We've got a downtown cruise-in and concert on Friday. Join us down here from 5 to 9, family-free fun event featuring cars on display throughout the streets of downtown Jackson and a live concert in true community city square. If there's rain, which there won't be, it will be at the Michigan Theater. But we hope to see you downtown outside this Friday. We like to celebrate high school students who are state champions, and we have one joining us this morning from Napoleon High School, Clay Target champ Valerie Brzezinski and her coach, Drew Haystead. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Thanks. Congratulations. Thank you. So I heard about uh, I heard about you from a friend of mine. I didn't even know that Clay Target was a like a sanctioned sport in high school, and it is. Tell us a little bit about um, kind of the league that you're in and what the season's like. Well, I'm in the high school league, so that means we have we do individual shoots okay. at our home club, and we shoot five weeks and then a reserve week just in case there's a tie, and we compete with all different kinds of 
um, athletes across the state that have high school leagues um, and teams. And that's kind of. And you're the best female uh, high school uh, athlete in the sport. Yeah. In the state, so that's pretty good. Yeah. So you're. Yeah. So I don't know. So your average. So each round or each competition is two rounds of 25. Yes. Correct. And your average is 24 and a half out of 25. Yeah. Drew, is that good? That is very good. Yeah. <laughs> talk, talk a little bit about, uh, about our young uh, shooter here and, and uh, kind of how she became elite. Um, uh, ever since she started, she's been a very good shooter. Um, just throughout the years that she's been competing, she's just got progressively better. Um, she does a lot of outside shoots too. She'll go up to Mason, up some of the other clubs around the area and participate in their registered shoots or their open shoots and just a lot of practice, a lot of range time. It's got to be expensive because you've got all that ammo and all those targets yeah. and you've got to have a place and a gun. Guns. What do you shoot? And you break all the targets every time <laughs> you shoot them. Yeah. I shoot 1100 Remington semi-automatic trap edition. Uh, your dad, Steve Brzezinski, told us um, he's very proud of you. Yeah. <laughs> um, that you shoot, you close one eye. Yeah, I shoot. Is that your secret to your success? Yeah, I'm left eye dominant, so that kind of creates a little. Hard oh, that's time. a very cool photo there. Yeah. That's so cool. That should, be, if it's not, you're going into your senior year. That yeah. should be a senior picture. Yeah. Um, so how do you? So tell us how. What's how do you? How do you do it? How'd you get into it? And and. Um, Obviously, you put in the work, but how'd you get into it? What do you like about the sport? Um, I got into it just because I kind of grew up around guns and like hunting, and then we had our like at-home thrower that we used, so I kind of used it from there. Cool. And then we figured out Napoleon had a team, so I joined that, and I kind of just like meeting the new people, kind of traveling places, and um, of course shooting. Yeah. So. Cool uh, jerseys. Clay dusters. Yeah, the Napoleon uh, clay duster. How long have you been coaching? And uh, is this something that, you know, probably wouldn't happen at Napoleon if we didn't have you as the coach? Um, I've been the coach since we started. Yeah. Um, this is our sixth year, I believe. Um, it just, I happened to come across uh, a, not really an ad, but a post on Facebook where they were starting this league in Michigan. Um, it's been, in other states, Minnesota's really big. So they were starting the league here. I went to the superintendent and our AD at the time and kind of pitched to them and they were a little hesitant at first, but we started out with, I believe, eight athletes our first year and we had 30 high school students and three college level shooters this year, so. Now with uh, Napoleon having a team for six years, is that something you were aware of? Do you think you'd even still be doing that if, you, if there wasn't a team at Napoleon? No, probably That's crazy. not. <laughs> now there are uh, college opportunities with this sport. Is that something you're taking a look at? Uh, yeah, I'm taking a look at them. Um, there's different colleges. I met some coaches for different colleges and we talked, so cool. it's definitely in my mind. Can I see one of those uh, birds sure. here? Don't drop it. Well, I won't. I won't. <laughs> so talk about talk about uh, what what's it called when uh, it gets shot up in the air? Talk talk us through how it works. Well, there's five stations, and we shoot five birds at each station, and then we switch. 
um, we yell pull into a speaker and that's okay. what triggers it to come pull. out. I've pull. I've seen that. So you're calling for the bird? Yeah. Okay. So pull, that means pull the thing. Yeah. Are there other competitors that are just kind of in awe after they watch you fire <laughs> 24? And I'm not um, sure. I know you've had a few 25 for 25. Yeah. Are there people that kind of just pack their gun up and leave when they <laughs> see you? <laughs> I don't know. There's some people that are like, oh, you can, like, I can never outshoot you yeah. and stuff like that. So it's pretty cool. And you've got, how many people are on the team, Drew? We had 30 this season. Oh, my gosh. And how many are uh, girls? There was three. Three this so year. So it's unusual for girls to yeah. be. Yeah. Mm, not really. No? No. Um, we've fluctuated from three to five girls each year. And truth be known, a lot of the girls are better shooters. That's, That's very right. cool. Awesome. Now, Drew's a uh, farmer by profession. Do you have the uh, team come over and, and uh, shoot the crows out of them? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, I don't. How do you practice? Do you go to uh, like outdoorsman sportsman Michigan clubs? Sportsman Club? We practice at the Jackson County Sportsman's Club okay. right here off Mantle oh, in nice. Jackson. Um, back before 2020, we would do it where we'd have our practices Friday nights, and then Sunday was our competition shoot. With the hard time finding ammo now and mm. the cost of everything, we've had to cut back, so we're just doing I mean, our competition shoots. We do participate in the Scholastic Clay Target program, SCTP, where we go to other clubs around the area and compete there. Yeah, you mentioned tough time finding ammo. I didn't think that was an issue until I was at Dunham's in Traverse City uh, during the pandemic, and I was going in there with my daughter, and there was a line outside the door, and I, I said, what's going on? Well, this is the truck that brings the ammo every two weeks, and yeah, yeah so there, there, there was a serious, serious shortage, yes. for sure. Yeah. Do you load your own? Um, no, I don't. I use factory shells. So I think we need to come out to a competition and, and watch. It's got to be pretty entertaining. Yep. We're actually having our um, SCTP state shoot this Saturday up to Mason. Oh, nice. Very cool. So, yeah, Mason. That's like the, that's it in Michigan. Yes. Right? It's a good spot. Yeah. Uh, we have uh, Napoleon. Columbia also has a yes. shooting team. Anybody else in Jackson? Uh, Grass Lake just started one. Northwest has one. That's all I can think of around this area. Yeah, it's nice to see uh, other opportunities instead of just mainstream sports. There's other interests out there for a lot of people, and um, we're, we're seeing it. We're seeing people, uh, we saw it with bass fishing a few years ago. That has just completely taken off. And uh, when you have people that are passionate about something, good things happen. So I just uh, diversified the opportunities. It wasn't that long ago that bowling was unusual to have. Yeah. It's pretty cool being the best at something, yeah. huh? <laughs> yeah, a lot of pressure. Yeah, that's cool. So what is it like, What uh, you know, being the, the champion, uh, state champion, uh, adding another state championship to Napoleon, uh, what do your friends think about it? Uh, my friends are really proud of me. I told them, they're like, no way, that's so cool. And they're very proud. And they don't really know much about the yeah. sport just because it's not a typical sport, but they're very supportive of me. It's a lot of people uh, for a sport that not that many people know about to have that big, that big a team. Um, yeah, we're one of the medium-sized teams. There's some that have quite a few more than us and some that have just a few. So and My last question, is uh, Valerie a better shot than you? Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. That's pretty cool. Yeah. 
Congratulations. Thank you. Awesome. Uh, the uh, state champion, Clay Target champ, Napoleon High School's Valerie Brzezinski, along with her coach, Drew Hasted. Uh, the morning show continues. More to come. Stay tuned. Thank you for listening to this JTV podcast. If your company or organization would like to advertise on a future podcast episode, please contact Molly McClure at viewermail at jtv.tv. JTV, news that brings Jackson together. Welcome back to the morning show. I'd like to thank Valerie. She gave me these clay targets. Nice. So, you know, I thought they were bigger. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. What talent. So, you, you would zero out of 25. No chance. No if, chance. No. I no, no chance. Are you left-handed at that? I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, we'd have to figure that out first. Mm. I've never, I've never fired a gun. Really? Yeah. Ever? Ever. I have. <laughs> Where? Oh shoot! Excuse me. Uh, Tom Riccadello's house. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and I, don't, I'm really not a big fan, um, mm. but I enjoy. I would enjoy watching uh, the clay shooting. So I think we're gonna try and figure out a way to do that. That sounds like a fun thing to do. Watch that. Yeah, well, good luck. Thank you. You wanted to welcome someone to the show. I do. I want to thank Avenue Auto and thank Brian Humphrey. Um, they are going to be our overall title sponsor for high school sports this year. So live high school <coughs> football and live high school basketball presented by Avenue Auto. And uh, thanks to Brian and the great staff over there. We really appreciate them. Great uh, pre-owned uh, auto dealer in Jackson and the amount of pre-owned vehicles they have right now is staggering. So if you're out looking around and don't see uh, many on the normal lots, check Avenue Auto. They have a ton of vehicles right now. Their lot is overflowing and they are a great team of people. Brian's an awesome guy. So many things uh, to do. This summer, uh, after uh, kind of uh, just kind of half things back last summer, everything's back, I mm -hmm. think. but. Um, we're, we're there, we're everywhere, and make sure you follow JTV.TV as we cover the community this summer, the summer events. This week include the Concord Classic, we've got the um, Farmer's Market, it's back downtown. Yep. The Green Market is back, they are starting their 12th year uh, across the street from the hospital, open uh, Thursdays. We've also got the cruise night downtown yeah. on Friday night. Cruise with night. And again, yeah, our website is uh, the only place you can find this information. We're really the only ones covering uh, the community um, in that form. So we're very excited to uh, continue to bring you video, photos, and uh, news of all of the community uh, events. And it's great to highlight them and, and take a look at them after they happen. Right. I won't uh, be here tomorrow. I'm going to go see my mom. Oh, tell yeah. Grandma I said hello. I will. So are you going to do the show by yourself? Uh, Jennifer Scanlon will be with us oh. tomorrow. So call Donna Blake and tell her to turn the TV on. <laughs> Jen's going to be here. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll be here this afternoon. We've got a great, a great lineup of guests. So stay with us. We'll see you this afternoon. <laughs>